0: Welcome back to the People Show. This is Josh Elliott Wolf filling in for Bick Nazar. This week, taking some well-deserved time off. Uh, By the way, the iconic Coors Light Chill Train is heading to Las Vegas for the big game, and it just made a stop in Vancouver, leaving behind a trail of epic prizes. On February 1st and 2nd, from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., look for its Frozen Tracks at Robson Square for a chance to win instant prizes that deliver Big Game Day Chill or the Ultimate Grand Prize, a trip to next year's big game event... Learn more at coorslightca slash the Chill Train. The big game. And also oh, 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 The Big oh. Game. And also the hotline is brought to you by Dispatch Plumbing, Heating and Air Conditioning. The first call, the only call. It is the people show.
1: You know how we can't say Super Bowl when regarding uh certain advertisements, right? Because they don't they don't pay for the rights to Yeah, have they're just the Super they're Bowl just talking the about the big game. Yep. I find it funny that um They all default to the big game.
0: Well, I mean, what what else would you think of the NFL championship game? game. Do you think they can say that though? NFL? I don't know.
1: Or football's championship game?
0: Maybe. I would just the big game rolls off a little bit nicer. It is the big game. It somehow
1: socially become like the the fill like the placement. Mm -hmm.
0: I'm sure this has gone through multiple marketing strategies. I just
1: I think it's lazy.
0: Is it? Yeah. They thought of the big game. I feel like NFL Championship is lazier than the big game. No. Uh, regardless,
1: I like. And this is just the commentary overall on like how we can't say Super Bowl. Mm-hmm.
0: We uh, can say Super Bowl, by but it. like We're in advertisements. Loud. Yeah.
1: I like NFL Championship. Okay,
0: fair enough. I I have no NFL problem with championship the big game. Guy. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I like the big game, but I prefer it over NFL Championship. That's just my opinion. But like. We come into work, and we're like, today it's a big show
1: today. Got a big show. Every day's a big show. The big show. So, like, every game could be a big game. I mean, we all know what we're talking about at this point when we reference the big game. So, from that standpoint, I understand.
0: Every game for the Vancouver Canucks is a big game. You
1: are just trying to get off this, aren't you?
0: No, because uh, I'm not moving there yet. 650-650, Dunbar-Lumber text line. Uh, this one, you're nuts. These guys' jokes are lame. Sh- shut up. I don't, know, I don't know which guy they were talking about, you or me. Probably both. Probably both. Both is fine. Um, Definitely. But, okay, so bye week. There's not a lot of, like, there's a few hockey games. Uh, there's a lot of basketball, but not a crazy amount of sports. And so, uh, f- well, like.
1: Depends on what you like.
0: But Basically, I'm just saying there's no Canucks games. Sure. That's, that's what I'm going to say. No Canucks right. games until next Tuesday. Um, so there's no forced watching at 6.50. Because for us at 650, usually it's like, hey, there's a Knox game. We have to watch it. We have to watch it. It's we're going work. to watch it. Yeah. I enjoy watching it. Yeah. But I don't have to watch anything this week. So what I've been doing lately is I've just been trying to like find movies that I haven't watched that are critically acclaimed, people love, whatever. Like last week, I watched all of the uh, Planet of the Apes movies, the newest trilogy. I yeah. didn't go back to the 70s ones. Those were great. I loved them. Um, now you're on Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. No, nope, that's not what I'm on. Well, maybe. Fifty, um, 50
1: Shades? Is that your next <laughs> yeah, endeavor? That's what's next. Dakota Johnson?
0: Uh, but I wanted to ask the 650-650 Dunbar Lumber text line. I need movies to watch this week. So I'm going to pick one from the text line every week. So text in suggestions. Only qualifications is that it has to be available on Netflix, Disney Plus, or Amazon. That's all I have. Victor and I discovered
1: a movie from the early 2000s you, you have not seen yet.
0: Eurotrip. Eurotrip. Yeah. So that's, well, I don't know if it's available on those platforms. It's widely available. Okay. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, suggestions that's one like you need that. To see. If you have a favorite movie, whatever, or something that you're like, hey, this is really good, send it in. If I've watched it, I'm not going to pick it. But if I haven't watched it, I will. Uh, I will consider it. I'll tell people what I pick at the end of the show, and then the next day, tomorrow, some would say, I will uh, tell people what I thought. I really disappointed
1: uh, ja- not ja- um, Riccio and, and Janda when I let them know that I've never seen The Godfather. Have you seen The Godfather?
0: Nor uh, no. I was gonna say nor have I, and then I just went into <laughs> like Australian no. Uh, <laughs> Uh, have you seen Goodfellas? I've seen Goodfellas. Not, that's what I was thinking. But not. The I have Godfather. not seen The Godfather.
1: Have you seen Casino?
0: Uh, I have not. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of movies that I haven't seen yeah. that are widely appreciated. But also, I will say, my fiance has to sign up to watch them as well. Oh, wow, that's a giant. Yeah, but but it's like usually I can I can turn something on if if it's entertaining. Like we're both pretty open to general. Any movies. Right. right. We don't really have any qualifications.
1: Have you watched Judd Apatow's entire, you know. No. Rolodex of comedies. No, I am It's like not. This is 40, Trainwreck. Oh, I've seen I've seen
0: some of them. Uh, but there's probably some Forgetting missing. Sarah Marshall. That's a good one. That might be my favorite Judd Apatow one. I love I've you, seen. man. I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of them I've seen. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, at the end of the show, so, I guess, like, 13 minutes from now, 14 minutes from now, I will make a decision. I'll let you know. Tomorrow I'll uh give a review.
1: We're doing this every day this week.
0: Uh well, yeah, because I'm only doing people I'm doing this show until Thursday. You're doing people until Thursday. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh but yeah, I'll do it every day until Thursday. Anyway, moving on. Canuck stuff, hockey stuff. Uh keep your text coming in. Six fifty, six fifty. Dunbar Lumber Text line. It is the people show. I'm Josh Elliot Wolf. So earlier today, Elliot Friedman had some news and notes on um, Andre Kuzmenko and what the Canucks might be up to. Basically, a Canucks update. He had one on 32 Thoughts, but this one is from uh, the Jeff, Jeff Merrick, Merrick show. Yeah. So here's what he had to say. Burley froze. You know what? I'll rig the puck. I've been in this situation before. Um, Basically, a lot of it is in reference to Kuzmenko, and he also brought up the name uh, Nikita Zadorov as well, which I think is kind of the interesting part that – we haven't really thrown around like if the Canucks are looking to move cap space. Anyway, here's the clip. The I clip. think they're
2: going for it. You know, I, I do. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of wonder about a couple of guys, like in terms of, you know, Kuzmenko, we know they're looking around. I've wondered about Chicago yeah. in the last couple of days. Like, you know, if you look at what Chicago's doing, they're looking for guys who aren't signed beyond two years, right? Look, like, Polino two years, yep. Dickinson two years, Mrazic two years. You know, Kuzmenko's uh, one more year, and they need they need scoring. So I, I kind of wonder about that. You know, I, I wonder a bit about Zdorov, too. Like, I think they're going to clear some room to open up. Um, I think they're going to clear some room to open up the ability for them to do something, whether it's Lindholm or it's Henrik or it's Gensel or someone who I haven't thought of yet. Uh, I I, like look to me, the Canucks are looking at it and saying we're going for it.
0: That is Elliot Friedman on the Jeff Merrick show today, talking about the Canucks trying to clear up cap space. Um, Andre Kuzmenko has been the obvious name kind of in the last few months, uh, but he also brought up Nikita Zadorov there, and I think that's a really interesting name to bring up too. Uh, you look at Zadorov, and look, we knew when he was brought in that he had uh he's a pending ufa it feels like based on all the reports that he's going to want to get paid a lot of guys seem to want to get paid when they play hockey i don't know what's up with that um but right now he's making three how selfish against
1: hockey culture so rude
0: um regardless nikita zadorov making 3.75 million this year ufa next year probably due for a big raise with some term um it does make sense i think if you can get carson susie healthy to and move off Nikita, I do think so. I'm, I'm, I'm against you on this. Here, go ahead. But l- let me qualify it. Is it makes sense if you're bringing in a Chris Tanev type or someone like just regardless another defenseman, maybe a right-handed defenseman, and Carson Susi is healthy? Because then you get to the point where let's say it is Chris Tanev, you trade Zadorov to another team, you bring in Tanev, and you have Carson Susi back. You still have seven defensemen. And then maybe you add another depth defenseman in another trade. That, to me, is the only situation where it makes sense. I think there's
1: too many suitors for Chris Tanev for the Canucks to pull that off. I of. think the— we'd to have confidence that the Canucks can pull that
0: yeah, off. Yeah, the of. latest report was 10-plus teams are interested yeah. in Chris Tanev. Including which, the Ottawa Senators. That is a lot of teams, and you're going to be competing. It's probably—if that many teams are in on it, and we know Chris Tanev has this— aura around him of like hey this guy's gonna be good in the playoffs you want him on your playoff team right-handed defenseman it's probably gonna be a first round But here's
1: the other thing like you gotta make moves just to get other guys in right like if you're trading out Nikita you're trading him out to bring another guy in yeah so you got to make one move just to make another
0: and like yeah but they have to do that in general yeah
1: I get Patrick Alvin's good at that like that we've seen he has a track record of this now Mm -hmm. but like do you really want to trade like you, the devil you know versus the devil you don't, right? Like you know what Nikita Zadorov is in your roster. Are you yeah. gonna go out and trade for a Kristanev or um, you know, insert player here, mm-hmm. Jake Gensel, whoever. And like well, they fit. It is a good good team chemistry.
0: Yeah. How will it how will it, you know, affect your lineup? Whereas we know Zadorov has a fit in Vancouver. Yeah. The, the issue that came up, though, and we were kind of seeing it when Susie was healthy. The Canucks had four left-handed defensemen.
1: Still winning. And it,
0: yeah, no, it was fine. It was working yeah. fine. But I just don't know if that's their ideal situation. And so maybe they look at it and they say, this is the expendable guy. Because you obviously you're not moving Hughes. You're not moving Susie.
1: But you also need like 10-D going into a cup run. Yeah, it feels, it feels like, odd to me that you're just you're gonna, you're going to do a one for one replacement.
0: Yeah, but do you have the cap to add that many defensemen regardless? So if yes. you're just looking for if you're like let's say it's a situation where you move out Kuzmenko and Nikita Zadorov in separate trades or whatever and then you have that cap to bring in a, another defenseman. I I agree. It feels like there's so many things that would have to happen for the Zadorov trade to really make sense. And that's why and also I'm really It's like
1: 9 million in cap right there.
0: Yeah. But I'm really excited to see what he does in the playoffs because he feels like a guy who's going to be a playoff performer and like him and Tyler Myers on the same pair in the playoffs when yeah, things get really physical. Size. Yeah. And I know Drance was saying on Canucks Talk earlier today that's something that talk it likes. Talk it likes. And so I don't know if that's something they would really do but on the on the basis of hey, you have this asset that is going to walk for free. And do you want to capitalize on it?
1: I know that this regime has said, like, we don't let assets walk for nothing. But, like, when you're going all in for a cup run, that tends to happen.
0: But I guess what what the, the situation would be is, like, can you find a guy who you think is close to Zodorov level, if not Zadorov level, term. with term? And that's, if you can do that, sure, do that. Yeah. I just don't know if it, it's going to be... That easy. I mean, it never is. Um, also, so the Kuzmenko potentially uh Chicago's name got brought up by Elliot Friedman for an Andre and Kuzmenko the fit and the Islanders. I think Nashville has been brought mm-hmm. up in the past too. Chicago
1: does make a lot of sense. Chicago
0: makes sense because it's like, man, who's playing with Bedard right now? Nobody.
1: Nobody because he's injured.
0: Yeah, well, that's true. Um, but even when Bedard is healthy doesn't really have line mates taylor hall is injured too anthony bovillier they traded for from vancouver um, so
1: they've done deals together
0: yeah kuzmenko seems like a fit too just because chicago has the cap space you take on short term yeah it's short term you know that he's going to be gone next year you could probably flip him at the deadline next year and uh hey you just give vancouver a third round pick whatever i don't know what the cost would be i don't think it would be high Maybe because Chicago does have Vancouver's second round pick. Maybe you send that back to Vancouver. It's going to be a late one anyway. Let's relax.
1: I don't know. We don't know.
0: We don't know. Regardless, it'd probably be a pick coming back to Vancouver. Um, But that makes a lot of sense, especially if the Canucks are kind of punting on getting a huge return. Well, they wouldn't be getting a huge return for him anyway. The return
1: is the cap space.
0: The return is the cap space, and that's the easiest way to make it work. So I, I do think it makes a lot of sense. Regardless, you would be doing all this to make bigger moves. And one thing I wanted to do today, and we'll do it throughout the week as well, is I'm going to give you top five of trade deadline targets, of my personal ranking trade deadline targets for specific position groups on the Canucks. And the main priority, the biggest one that the Canucks need, I think we're all aware, is the top six. So, no. yeah, no, they need a top six piece stop. Wow. Yeah, they do.
1: I've heard they've been on the phone. Probably. Trying to get a top six. Do they, do, and a defense. Where though. did you
0: hear that? Everywhere. Oh, fair enough. Um, but regardless, so here are my top five, top six targets. So number five, I'll start from the bottom. I'll go to the top. Number five, who might be number one or two on a lot of people's list, Elias Lindholm. I am not super high on him. I think the cost would be higher than you would like for a guy who look I know he was really good when he was playing with Johnny Gaudreau. Matthew Chuck has the 40 goal has the 40 goal pedigree and I know like I completely agree that he's good defensively. I just don't know if I'm really if I want to commit that much cost to a guy in trade and also then you have to consider the extension price as well. So for me, Elias Lindholm is 5th. I certainly wouldn't be disappointed if they brought him in, but I wouldn't be super pumped either because there are guys that I would much rather see in Vancouver and guys that I think are a better fit for where the Canucks are at in their potential cycle. Number four is Jake Gensel, who, again, I think this might be number one or two on a lot of people's lists, but for me, both of these guys fall into the the situation of Pending UFA, I think Jake Kensel is more talented than Elias Lindholm, and that's why he's higher on this for me. I'd be more willing to pay the price in a trade for Jake Kensel. But I'm still not super high on having to pay a guy after this who's due for a big raise, would be paid into his 30s. I'm just not super into that idea. Though, again, look, I'm I'm all for the Canucks pushing for this year. And that's why I prefer Jake Gensel over Elias Lindholm because you're getting a more talented player who I really do think fits very, very well into the top six. For the Canucks, fits well on the power play as well. And I would be able to do it, but he's fourth on my list. Number three, and this one kind of has a qualification, same with number two. The qualification is that both these teams are around the playoff picture right now. But number three for me, Nick Schmaltz. A guy who can play center he's not particularly great in the faceoffs, though but he can play center he can play wing he's definitely a top six player he is near a point per game in the previous two seasons he has 29 and 45 games this season so falling down a bit but again like you put him in Vancouver's top six and I think he uh I think he fits in quite nicely he's also really good defensively which is another reason why I like Elias Lindholm you want a guy who can play well in their own end so i think he'd be a good fit there and also with him you get the term he's signed at 5.85 for two years after this he's 27 years old but also all of that being said it will be tough to get him because of that and also because i think arizona believes that they can be a playoff team if not this year then within those two years so i don't know if he's really available but the thing it comes down to is every player has a price and I think Nick Schmaltz has a price. I don't know if the Canucks want to meet it. It would definitely cost more than Jake Gensel or Elias Lindholm, I would think. But, again, the term on that, I would be much more willing to pay for someone like that. My number two, from St. Louis, another team in the playoffs right now, uh, currently in the second wild card. If they're trying to push for the playoffs, I really don't think he would, avail- would be available. But if not... He's over a point per game last year, 39-46 and this season. We saw what he was doing against Vancouver when the Blues were here last week. He's a very, very fast skater. He's very good on the penalty kill, has a lot of redeeming qualities, and he's also signed at 5.8 this year and next. So you get one extra year of term, and also if you're moving out Andre Kuzmenko, that's where the fit works really well is when you have a guy who – you move out Kuzmenko, making five point five. You bring in a guy making five point eight. It works really well for where the Canucks are at right now, and also has the exact same term as Kuzmenko too. So essentially, you pay three hundred k more and you get a much well round or much more well rounded player. So Buchnevich, number two on my list. I'm really high on him. And number one, I know Bick's been saying it. I know Sats on the train now. I've been on this train for a while. Casey Middlestat is my number one target for the Canucks. Again, it's a situation where he's a young player. He's 25 years old. He's an RFA at the end of the year. Due for a raise. Not sure what that contract is going to look like. I think projections had it around a 6 by $6 million deal, which for me I would do in a heartbeat. But 59 points in 82 games last year. He's been a bit better this year. 42 in 49 games so far. His defensive metrics have been really, really good. He's six. He's over six foot. He's almost 200 pounds. Um, would fit really, really well in power play one. And the other part of it, Buffalo doesn't really have a system in terms of how they play. We've talked a lot about that in Vancouver this year, how they're playing within Rick Tockett's system. I'd be really interested to see how he fits within that and if they can get even more out of his game in a more or in a less chaotic area. So I'd be really interested in that. That guy, look, he's going to cost a lot, and I get that. But I'm very willing to pay the price. If you can get someone like Casey Middlestat, who not only helps you this year, but would help you in the coming years as well, assuming you are able to re-sign him. So just to reiterate, my list goes number one, Casey Middlestat. Number two, Pavel Buchnevich, number three, Nick Schmaltz, number four, Jake Gensel, and number five, Elias Lindholm. Those are my top five, top six targets.
1: Where do you stand on the Canucks, before we go here, because we have to go in, in a minute, where do you stand on the Canucks uh, treating this as an all-in year and mortgaging future playoff years? In uh,
0: I'm very okay with it. I'm not. I like. There's a limit. I wouldn't give up. Uh, Play within it. Know your limit. Play within it. Shah coming up next. By the way, Um, but I'm not the kind of guy who wants.
1: I want sustained playoff success over a number
0: of years. And that's that's why I go for most amount of
1: time where you like you can extend this window. Mm -hmm. This whole conversation about oh, this is their best chance. You got to go all in this year. Man, we've we've had six years of really negative hockey in this market, and to mortgage another five years just for one run
0: that's why I say hey go that's after tough. Casey middlestack go after Buchnevich, go after Nick Schmaltz because those guys have term or in middlestat's case he's an RFA so he fits within that um and I would just be I'd be really thrilled if they because I agree with you try to maximize how long this window is though I do I do agree kind of with the sentiment of most people this might be their best chance so you shouldn't go through the deadline being safe but again it's like it's like Dan Campbell I know Jamie made this comparison earlier. Be aggressive, but for me, don't be dumb about it, and that's okay. Uh, by the way, the movie I'm going to watch because I haven't watched it. Someone suggested it. Let me try to find it here. Um, who suggested? Gotta go. It? Uh, Shawshank Redemption. That's what I'm going to watch. You've Never seen it. I've never you seen have it. To watch I'm going to watch it tonight. I'll report back tomorrow. Uh, appreciate it. To da- or appreciate. Dom Tramati producing, Victor Gaucher, intern Sonia. I've been Josh Elliott-Wolf. This has been the People Show, Canuck Central, Satyar Shah, Israel Fair, coming up next on Sportsnet 650.